What's up guys, it's Ollie from History Profiles, and this video will be about Thomas Weir, a man who was a respected member of his church, and a former soldier. Towards the end of his life, he made a number of deranged and dark confessions, which were so unbelievable, that they were confused for madness. But I'll let you be the judge. Anyway, let's get into the video. First, let's look at his early life and roots. Thomas was born in 1599 in Carluke, which is a town that lies in the heart of Lanarkshire in Scotland. He was also a descendant of one of the most powerful and ancient families of the county, the Weir de Verez. His father was also called Thomas Weir. He held titles and owned large estates. His mother was called Lady Jean Somerville. It is said that she possessed supernatural powers. Not much is known about Thomas's childhood, but what we do know is that he lived in comfort and would have had a good education. As Thomas became a man, he would become a soldier and later an officer in the Scottish anti-royalist army. He would serve during the Irish Rebellion of 1641, which was an uprising of Irish Catholics who wanted to end the anti-Catholic discrimination and prevent a takeover by anti-Catholic English parliamentarians and Scottish Covenanters who were defying King Charles I, King of England. He would become the commander of the Edinburgh Town Guard. Whilst in this position, he came across General Montrose, who was branded a traitor for switching sides to the side of the Royalists. When he was brought to Edinburgh for execution, Thomas notoriously mocked and abused him while he was a prisoner. This conveys his loyalty to the Scottish Covenanters, or conveys that he was cruel. The Scottish Covenanters were a Scottish religious and political movement who supported the Church of Scotland. Soon after General Montrose's execution, the Scottish Argyll government switched sides to support the Royalists' attempt to regain the English throne, providing Charles II was willing to impose the Solemn League and Covenant in England, which was an agreement between Scottish Covenanters and the English Parliamentarians during the First English Civil War. Now, Thomas had seen a lot during these wars, and at some point he retired, but we do not know the exact date. Once he had retired, it is said he lived a pious life and was held in high regard by other members of his church. He held frequent prayer meetings in his own house, leading the prayers. He was unmarried and also lived with his sister, who was also unmarried. Due to his past as a soldier and his political ties, he was a fierce anti-Catholic and anti-royalist and was described as very serious and a man that always dressed in black. He allegedly always carried around a black thornwood staff wherever he went. In 1670, when Thomas was around 70 years old, he was attending a religious service and he suddenly stood up and confessed to everyone there that he worshipped the devil and was in his service. At this point in time, it is said that Thomas was quite ill and the congregation didn't believe him and simply thought he had gone mad as he was such a respected member of the community. 
Members of the church tried to calm him down as he carried on confessing horrifying and sinister acts and crimes to them. He said he had an incestuous relationship with his sister and that he would lay with multiple women and all manner of beasts. Eventually, the congregation took Thomas to a doctor as he simply wouldn't stop talking about his life of sin. Doctors would declare him mentally disturbed and the authorities didn't know what to do with him. However, he insisted about his past in occultism, satanism and witchcraft. He would recount terrible sins he had committed for which he would not seek any kind of pardon and he was eventually imprisoned until authorities could investigate further. Eventually, Thomas's sister Jean was questioned and she would tell the authorities that everything her brother said was true and more. She recounted tales of sorcery and vice and told them she and her brother had an incestuous relationship and that Thomas practiced other unnatural sex practices such as bestiality. She confessed she was a necromancer and showed off a mark on her forehead in the shape of a horseshoe which was apparent when she frowned. She said the devil had given her that mark. Thomas and Jean would say that their mother had also been a witch and that they would learn a lot from her. Jean also told the authorities that Thomas had an instrument of terrible power and that was his staff or walking stick. She said that his power derived from the stick and it was given to him by the devil himself. It is said that the stick was topped with the carving of a human head. Thomas's confession with his sister Jean's had sealed both their fates. As she had agreed with his stories and added even more to them, they were quickly tried and sentenced to death for witchcraft and unnatural sex practices. Throughout the trial, Thomas remained calm and unrepentant. While they were awaiting execution, they were confined to a leper colony which no doubt was horrifying. On the day of his execution, he was garroted, which consists of him being strangled with a chain as a form of torture. He was then marched to a pyre, and before he was burned he said, I have lived as a beast, and now I must die as a beast. The pyre was then lit, and Thomas was consumed by the flames. His staff was also then burnt, and it reportedly twisted and turned in the pyre as flames crackled around it. It is also reported that Thomas took exceptionally long to burn, furthering his reputation for having supernatural abilities due to his studies of the occult. Thomas's house was empty for over a century as it had a reputation for being haunted. However, it was bought cheaply by an ex-soldier named William Patillo, who moved in there with his wife. They fled the house the first night they stayed there and experienced the apparition of a calf propping itself up with his front legs on the bed, staring at the couple. It then remained unoccupied again until its demolition in 1830. So, do you think that Thomas in his old age had lost his wits 
and was a raving madman? Or do you think he was telling the truth about his dark and deranged past, as his sister agreed with his stories and accounts, no matter how unhinged they were? Did his family have a history of occultism and Satanism? I want to know what everyone thinks, so let me know in the comments section down below. If you enjoyed the video, make sure to like, subscribe and share, and I'll see you all next time for another one. Bye.